Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to a Lore Party minigame, a podcast about our favorite video games and the stories they tell. I'm Mike Ferris. Typically on Lore Party, we like to discuss narratives and characters and histories of video game universes. The puzzle adventure game The Witness has almost none of these. So why am I featuring it on this minigame? Well, I believe that it is a perfect opportunity to talk about video game worlds. When the idea of a video game world comes to mind, it's easy to think of games like Skyrim or Mass Effect or Fallout or Grand Theft Auto. Games that contain vast expanses of terrain, casts of hundreds, collectibles and side missions galore. The Witness takes a different approach. The game takes place on a mysterious island that can be traversed in a matter of a few minutes. Instead of narrative and characters, The Witness has themes and metaphors. It's actually possible to complete all of the game's 400 plus puzzles without ever coming across the game's story. Well, how? To explain, I think it's best to take an adventure through a typical playthrough of The Witness. You start the game in a courtyard with no explanation of who you are, where you are, or why you're there. The courtyard is closed off by an illuminated gate. You solve some very basic versions of the game's maze puzzles, and the gate vanishes. The entire island is now yours to explore. As you continue on through the island and keep solving puzzles, it becomes clear that the island was constructed and designed for a purpose. You come across homes and greenhouses, a laboratory, and docks with boats that you can use to get around the island. Someone was clearly here before you. But who? And where did they go? And why did they leave? What purpose do these puzzles serve? Statues of people exploring, observing, or praying populate the island as well. Who are these people? As you play, these questions keep popping into your mind. As soon as you think you're one step closer to answers, you realize that the answers are not there. But yet you keep going. Because yes, the puzzles are really fun and challenging to solve, and the game is gorgeous. But also in the back of your mind, you constantly think that there's something more just right around the corner. But you start to notice that there's some things off about the world. Mostly with sound. This music you're actually hearing is not in the game. This is what you hear mostly throughout the game. Aside from your footsteps and the puzzle-solving interface, the game is practically silent, almost like a pure vacuum. You also start to see puzzles where they shouldn't be. The vast majority of the puzzles in the game are on computer terminals throughout the island, but yet you find scraps of paper with puzzles on them as well throughout the island. Solving them gives you no sense of progress or feedback. Why are they there, you keep asking, and yet you persist. The game is broken off into seven unique sections, each with a unique visual theme and puzzle rules that build upon the maze motif. Some deal with color or shadow or reflections, and completing these sections will activate a laser beacon that will point to the summit of a mountain. Aha, you think, that's where the answers are. And then you become just as laser focused on finishing all of these sections and eventually climbing that mountain. When you do though, you find something off about the statues that are on the summit. Whereas throughout the rest of the game, the statues were casually observing the universe, the statues on the mountain imply some sort of warning. 
The statues are of people tired or trapped, or in one case, just about to fall off the mountain. Yet the game directs you to a small object on the ground. It looks like an old MP3 player, and colors are flashing on its screen. Out of curiosity, you click on it. It's the first time you interact with something in the game that's not a puzzle. And you hear this. Up there, you go around every hour and a half, time after time after time. You wake up usually in the mornings, and just the way that the track of your orbits go, you wake up over the Mideast, over North Africa. As you eat breakfast, you look out the window as you're going past, and there's the Mediterranean area, and Greece, and Rome, and North Africa, and the Sinai. It's a nine-minute-long speech given by American astronaut Russell Schweikart back in 1975, in this case performed by a voice actress. The speech talks about his experiences as an astronaut and how they helped change his perception of the world, how delicate the Earth is, the petty problems of humans, and how insane the conflicts are around our borders. It's a beautiful speech, but in the context of the game, it's confusing. What does this speech have to do with the puzzles and the island? There's one more terminal puzzle to solve on the summit, and it's almost insultingly simple. The puzzle itself is practically a straight line. You solve it, and a path opens up, leading to the inside of the mountain. You follow it, solve a couple more puzzles, and you come across a cage. You get inside and close the door the cage starts to travel across the island, almost like Willy Wonka's great glass elevator. Finally, you think, answers. Once this cage stops, I'll know everything. But you look outside and see that the puzzles you diligently solved, in my case over the course of 40 hours, start to unsolve themselves and the terminals shut down. The cage drops you off at the beginning of the game. You have learned nothing. You did not heed the warning of the statues or take the advice of Russell Schweikart to look deeper, look past the puzzles. There are many players of the game who figure that this is the ending of the game as some sort of cruel twist. Frustrated, and this is what I did, like a madman, I started the game again and immediately went to the summit of the mountain. I clearly missed something. I go back to that simple puzzle I mentioned and solve it again. But in this case, instead of turning around towards the path into the mountain, I step to the side and see a river in the exact same shape and path of the puzzle I just solved. I think about that audio player and for kicks, I click on the river. Lo and behold, the river is a puzzle. The island itself contains multitudes of puzzles. I immediately climb down the mountain and start looking for puzzles inside of the environment itself, and I find them everywhere inside of other rivers and aqueducts, hedge mazes, floral arrangements, clouds. In one case, there's a puzzle you can only solve by taking a boat ride around the entire island. It's about a 10-minute puzzle all in itself. You start to find other audio players as well. Speeches given by famous historical, religious, or scientific figures. It's almost dumbfounding that all of the answers that you are looking for are hidden in plain sight on the island. These environmental puzzles often unlock new parts of the island, new answers, new questions. 
in some cases, even new game modes, including a time trial mode that features randomly generated puzzles. The one section I really want to highlight in this minigame is a movie theater. You solve an environmental puzzle that's on the side of a windmill, and a door opens. You go downstairs, you see a movie theater, and there's a terminal inside that movie theater. Those puzzles that are on scraps of paper that I mentioned earlier, you solve them here. Each one of those puzzles unlocks movies. Some cases it's a religious figure giving a speech, some cases it's a scientist. There's one featuring Carl Sagan, but they all deal with people either asking questions of the world, getting answers from the world, or merely observing the world. And I'm not going to spoil anything further. I didn't even mention the true purpose of the island, who you are, or even the, anything about the plot of the game. And trust me, there is one there. But that's not the point of this minigame, or the point of The Witness for that matter. The point of both is that regardless of it's your favorite video game, The Witness itself, or the outside world, sometimes don't just accept what you're given at face value. Sometimes look a little deeper. Look past the puzzle, and that's where you'll find the answers you're looking for. Thanks for listening. This Lore Party minigame is executive produced by Abu Zafar and produced by me, Michael Ferris. Check out our website at loreparty.com and follow us on Twitter at lore underscore party. Subscribe to Lore Party on your favorite podcasting app and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us grow the show. Thanks a lot for listening.